Hello and welcome back to the Yahweh Trust Podcast. Uh, once again, we are doing another uh, study on if uh, what Jesus really is the Messiah, which he is. But Jews do not believe that, so I want to get a little uh, sharpened up on that and learn more. You guys know what's going on, uh, you daily listeners. I know there's like 12 of you guys that like come back like every day, and that's awesome. It's awesome. So it, yeah, you guys, you guys really encourage me, and I hope you guys enjoy this. So, okay, today we we are reading the miracles of Jesus and the mystery of Jesus, and this is on the Jews for Jesus website. So, uh, today we might, well, I guess we might get into uh, Jesus love the people. We might, I don't know. We'll see how it goes, but let's just get right into it. Okay, here are the miracles of Jesus. Miracle workers were not unusual in the first century Judea. There were sorcerers or so soothsayers. Soothsayers? Okay, this word is very weird. Uh, soothsayers. It looks like tooth, but it's sooth. Soothsayers and healers. Some used trickery. Others consorted with familiar spirits using incantations, amulets, and portions to accomplish their feats of magic. Unlike Jesus, they did not heal their own power. They did not heal their own power. Okay, okay. Uh, interesting. So, sometimes Yeshua used what might be considered a type of medical treatment, such as a poultice on the eyes of a blind man. Yet, even if the mixture of mud and spittle had medical medicinal medicinal value the healing far surpassed any effect the technique the technique could possibly have had so okay that makes sense it went far beyond what an ordinary cure could achieve a man blind from birth could suddenly see at other times he simply asked the question do you want to be healed or do you believe and many were healed Jesus often told people not to tell others how they had been healed. He knew that he would be a public figure as soon as the people saw his power. However, once it became once it became known that he could heal even the most hopeless infirmities and that he could feed thousands of people by multiplying a few loaves of bread and some fish, he had throngs of people following him. So, um, this just said here, um, that like when he healed that blind man and he like spit in mud and then like put it on his eyes, like even if that like was like a, a little bit of a type of medicine, like it couldn't just make a blind man from birth suddenly see. So yeah, he did crazy things. Okay. So he told the paralyzed man to pick up his wallet and walk, sorry, pallet and walk, not his wallet. During the course of his public ministry, one man was lowered on a pallet through the roof because the room was too crowded. Yeshua commented on his faith and of his uh, Yeshua commented on the faith of the friends who had gone in such lengths to present their paralyzed friend to him. Then he told the paralyzed man to pick up his pallet and walk, and he did. Jesus healed so that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. Unlike the prophets before him, he was merely not he was merely the agent used by God 
He claimed the power of God for himself. That is a powerful thing right there. So the the men before Jesus, they they like they were like, okay, right here. They were merely the agent used by God. So like they were like little pawns that would like come and like uh Jesus would use them and like uh he'd work through them. But Jesus claimed the power of God for himself. He was the king, and he claimed to be the king. Perhaps most amazing of all Yeshua's miracles was his ability ability to raise a person from the dead. According to the... Okay, sorry. I just... If a man raises someone from the dead and says, I'm the Messiah, I am God. Like, come on, guys. Come on. Okay, perhaps most amazing of all Yeshua's miracles was his ability to raise a person from the dead. According to the Hebrew scriptures, Elisha, the prophet, did bring back a boy from the dead. 2 Kings chapter 4. However, in the case of Lazarus, the man had not only died, but had been in the tomb for four days, decaying. Yet Jesus assured the dead man's grieving sister, Martha, that his brother would rise again. It was a common belief that when the Messiah came, he would resurrect all the dead. So when Jesus called Lazarus forth from the grave, it was an unprecedented act of God. Jesus' miracles conveyed magnitude and authority. His miracles backed his claims of being the Messiah. So him saying that he is God and doing these miracles, that, that kind of backed him up being the Messiah. The mystery of Jesus... The mystery of Jesus was in the bar- in the parables he told and the claims he had that seemed to be beyond comprehension but pointed to his character and his messiahship in profound ways. When Yeshua met the Jewish leader, Nicodemus, he told him that he had been born again. Nicodemus was puzzled. Yeshua explained the concept of spiritual rebirth. Yet it was not much easier to grasp than the physical impossible re-entry into the womb. Jesus used an imaginary to take people from the familiar to the unknown, and much of what he said was a mystery to his healers. So Jesus told Nicodemus that he must be born again, and Nicodemus was like, "What's going on?" So, um, he like, yes, not uh, Yeshua, uh. Uh, Nicodemus had no clue what he was speaking of, but Jesus was speaking of the baptism. You guys probably knew that, but uh, that was just, yeah, what was going on. Okay, so Yeshua spoke in a way that moved people to search the mysteries in their hearts and minds. And on the final day of the feast of Sukkoth, he told the worshipers at the temple that whoever was thirsty needed to drink forth from the current Yeshua, the living waters. He went from that which was easily understood to something unseen. Yeshua could have spoken very plainly, but he chose to speak truth on a deeper level that caused people to ponder through hyperbole. Metaphor, understatement, and irony. Yeshua spoke in a way that those he encountered were moved to search the mysteries in their hearts and minds. He changed the lives and altered the course of everyone that met him. Okay, that's... It's very true. He spoke in such a way which people would just, they'd lose their minds. They would go crazy. Okay. In many respects, Yeshua 
had Yeshua had led a very normal life. Born in Bethlehem, raised in Nazareth, he was a person of his time and place. But he also was all all alienated. But he also was alienated because of who he was and what he was committed to. He was fundamentally separated from the people. From the time he was a young child, Yeshua's otherworldliness was apparent. In a frightening, in a frightening incident, when he was separated from Mary and Joseph, upon finding him at the temple, he said, "Did you not know that I must be in my father's house?" Referring to the parent parentage that was beyond this earth. Wow. Okay, that is uh, Luke chapter two, verse forty-nine. That's pretty crazy. Whoa. Okay, so Jesus was just like a little boy, and he wandered off, and then Mary and Joseph were like, "What's going on?" And then uh, they found him uh, at the temple, and he said, "Did you not know that I must be in my father's house?" That's something else. Okay, Jesus told people details about their lives that he had no earthly way of knowing, but he did not merely know what was in their hearts. He cared about them as people. Okay, we have enough time for uh, Jesus' love people. So here we're going to read that. So Yeshua, unlike many other leaders of his day, showed a profound love for people, all kinds of people. Yeshua extended forgiveness, acceptance, approval, and appreciation to all except the self-satisfied and the self-righteous who did not want to receive it. Jesus spoke and spent time with all kinds of people, fishermen, the marginalized, women of questionable reputation, sinners, tax collectors, learned people, farmers, Jews, Samaritans, and Romans. He enjoyed the company of small children, whereas other rabbis would have feared defilement. He welcomed and appreciated the company of women and even gifts from them. And even gifts from them. Yeshua was loving, but he also never failed to confound the haughty or be wilder, the arrogant. He was a man who was, who had cow. He was a man who had calluses on his hands, a magnificent sense of humor that transformed itself into ready wit. That is that is just like um, Ben Shapiro. Basically, he has he has good sense of humor and he has the best wit like ever, except for Jesus because he was insane. Okay, so he was compassionate and caring and loving person to those who were vulnerable, frightened, despairing, and downtrodden. He never failed to leave people somehow better off than when he first met them. Yeshua ate with people, laughed with them, wept with them, and for them, and ultimately died on their behalf. So Jesus was awesome. He was awesome. He would... He'd be there for anyone. He'd talk to anyone. And every time he left the conversation, it's like he would uplift them in a way. So Jesus was like the light of the world. And uh, people saw that. And uh, not all the times when he was speaking in the synagogue, some people didn't like that. But they couldn't they like couldn't resist listening because of the way he was speaking and the truth that he was speaking. So that just shows his power right there. Okay, well, thank you for listening. Uh, tomorrow we are going to continue with this. And then Friday we have an awesome speaker. It, you guys are going to, it's going to be crazy. I think you guys are going to love it. And it it's a pastor from Ames. And um, we're going to talk about how Jesus is the Messiah. And it's going to be awesome. 
So, okay, thank you for listening. Have a nice day and God bless.